Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Yeah. Is this, is this Every the, time Joe's there, I just start making more money. I'm like, thanks, bro. <laughs> you know? Is this the best the store's ever been in your time there? Because um, you've been there since equal, the start. I mean, it equally is like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Wow, okay. when my mom was healthy. Yeah. 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 When my mom was healthy, she was there all the time. So but when she got unhealthy towards the end, then no one was there. And then, you know, and then everything got, once we got Tommy left and there was people management brought in and everything just cleaned up you know just normal just just being just being run normal like a normal business yeah yeah then like everyone kind of came through it was no weirdness any there's no weirdness there anymore no no it's i mean there's still the weirdness that that i think you know a a good comedy club needs right like just the weirdness yeah but i'm talking about the behind the the offstage weirdness yeah yeah it's kind of like are we rolling yeah Yeah. god damn it you guys are like you guys sneak up on you (laughs) <laughs> so he's getting married. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because we were walking up the stairs and he says that uh, he's getting married and she goes, oh, you got it. You, I got a good one. I'm like, well, how the fuck do you know you're a good one? <laughs> and that blew yeah. my mind. Seriously, Cause, like, because I, cause, you're like, a mess. I, yeah, because like, I didn't think about that. Like, oh, shit. Maybe, I'm, a mess. maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> oh, God. Were you going to be? You're a fucking comedian, dude. Yeah, you're dude. a mess. Yeah, exactly. She knows what she signed We're up for. We're fucked up, yeah. dude. We are, right? We're so fucked up, dude. I cannot have a fucking girlfriend. I just, I'm just too tweaked, dude. Mm-hmm. Really? But I'm really tweaked. I'm like really fucked up. I mean, you've tried, though. I've tried, yeah. Yeah, and then what uh Well, I think what, I'm picking the wrong I think I'm picking the wrong girls and my last girlfriend. I mean, I called her on it. Uh hopefully she's not listening, but uh <laughs> she's an alcoholic. Mm. You know what I mean? Can't I can't be with those. I know that and she's beautiful and awesome and sweet and all this other great stuff. Yeah. But an alcoholic's an alcoholic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why'd you do that, bro? Is she listening? <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> it was in my sight. It was in my sight line. I wanted to yeah. move the mic. Yeah, no, but like you know, you're with an alcoholic Paranoid. when you're driving down the street, and you're both a little buzzed, and you're mm-hmm. driving, and then she's like, "Watch out for that guy! Watch out for that guy!" You know, or or and there's nobody at, on the road. It's yeah, like five a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like or you're like, you know, you're pulled over at a fucking uh, a light, and she's all over you like hugging you and all that shit when you're both kind of bust who's driving me oh. <laughs> it would have been great if you were like that's the problem nobody was <laughs> no but you know what i mean you have to concentrate yeah yeah well, so it, she was getting in the way of you just being able to she just you know to she, live the, the problem is is that is that like for the last like i guess three or four months every time she showed up she was always buzzed yeah 
Yeah. It's, it's like when play. that's fun yeah. for the first week, maybe, right? Right. But then when it just becomes an, an, an everyday Not thing. even. Not even the first week. No, I was with her for five years. Oh, oh shit. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Wow. So I was with her for five years, yeah. Well, so now what does Polly Shore look for in a woman? Can we help you find one on this podcast? Yeah. <sighs> do you do the dating apps? Do you do it? Not really. Yeah. You're, you're, you like to meet people organically, huh? Yeah. I'm kind of looking, I think, for a particular... I think like I, I think I definitely want to have a kid, mm-hmm. you know? But I think it's got to be the, the right situation. Like, for instance, I'm thinking of possibly... Pull this up more to your face if you don't mind. Possibly getting a... Uh, possibly getting like a power lesbian couple pregnant <laughs> almost kind of like david crosby did with melissa etheridge yeah oh, right you know how like so like technically like, it's david crosby's kid exactly but he's not there but yeah, he's not there and he's not well the kid but, is with but, the, the lesbians yeah but and, and then he show can up, be like, there if he wants to be but it's not a, a, a must thing yeah okay that's a great idea Do you have because to li- i don't know if i can change my lifestyle dude that's a lot dude tom papa was here today and he was talking about you know just giving brad some advice on having kids when he does that sooner than later and yeah. he was just like dude everything changes he's like you just have to give in he goes those first few years like you're you just adjust he's like i had to go to a, a coffee shop that was closer i had to sometimes stop doing sets like i just and i'm like you're gonna was- yeah you're definitely gonna alter your your um lifestyle have to yeah you can't you you, you can't just think you can be in charge of it's uh, almost uh, young like rape life. it's almost like rape you just gotta either fight it or you gotta let it just happen and you're gonna just let it happen yeah exactly has anybody ever described having a child as a great no, i'm talking about jumping in <laughs> oh marriage, yeah marriage kid the whole now do you thing. have the lesbians yeah. picked out no like what kind do you want you know well, i was thinking if it was gonna be if it was gonna be ellen degeneres and portia yeah i want to give portia my semen <laughs> because i wouldn't want ellen to to have the semen because the kid would come out kind of like like you know, bull kind of right 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 you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so you want to be Porsche so uh, well and and so you have thought about this Porsche's yeah. an avid listener of the podcast so she'll she be Porsche, all the if time. you're listening you yeah. want my semen <laughs> but then another thing is like there might be girls that don't want my semen by the way there's the documentary title <laughs> yeah do you want my semen <laughs> that's the next one <laughs> and you so. just go across the country trying to find two lesbians that are suitable for that will well, have your baby isn't yeah. there that a, is a thing great called sur- surrogate yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't looked into it. <coughs> What's well, basically what you're describing? Don't you have like an uh, assistant here? Shouldn't you Google surrogate? <laughs> yeah, <help us> out? <laughs> yeah, Norman, make yourself useful, man. But you are know, you like live tweeting? What are you doing over there? Ordering notes for fucking us. Chinese He's food. Some what the fuck? <laughs> I got to get some uh, Chinese pork. Before I forget, I just want to say something, sure. and then you guys can do whatever you want to do yeah. with me. I'm still high and le- hungover from fucking Joey Diaz's Death Stars. Did you do that today? No, dude, like three days ago. Holy Whoa. shit. He has the craziest weed, doesn't Dude, he? I was fucking pissed. Really? Yeah, I was pissed. Because it, like, because I like, it like messed you up. Well, yeah, because I'm here. How would you like to me to be here? You guys are asking me questions. I can't answer a fucking question. You seem you seem normal poly with it. Yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. But then I wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Okay. No, dude. So what? So He, he just... started talking to me. I'm like, dude, I can't speak. Have How you ever been that high before? Never. I, no, wow. when I did like fucking mushrooms when i was 18 i literally felt like i was hallucinating jesus i've shit. never uh, have you ever taken one of these things what is what what, what, what is it's it it's called a, de- a, t- a death, star. death star what is it it's, what are, it's a an, it's an edible. edible it's oh, an man. edible gummy bear i don't want to have any drug that has the word death in it <laughs> like, <laughs> like if it's a good rule here, of thumb. Here, eat, uh, eat this. What is it called? Death. No, yeah. uh, I'm good. I'll pass you on that. You know what's really nuts about it, though? What's that? 
he was eating them, I swear to God, like fucking popcorn. Like just like just, taking a few yeah. and just popping them in your and, and you had one. I walk one? into a studio. He's smoking, taking bong hits. Yeah. Uh, he's sweating. He looks like he's about to have a fucking heart attack. Fuck. He's on his periscope. He's going, motherfuckers, it's church Sunday, motherfuckers. You better, you know, he's like going, right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, cool, I can deal with this. Yeah. And then he starts eating these things. And I'm trying to fit in mm-hmm. with his thing. So yeah. I'm like, oh, give me one. And I didn't eat the whole thing. I only did a, like a half. Yeah. And then we, we were just talking and shooting the shit. I'm like, okay, let's start the thing. And I went on. When ten minutes, fifteen minutes later, it was it was done. I quit. Do you you don't. I quit. You quit. You quit pod. Le- no, I oh, you quit, quit the, podcast. the podcast. Yeah, I left and I drove home from North Hollywood to Silver Lake, and I swear to fucking God, dude, I can't believe I made it home. And then when I went home, I started hallucinating. Fuck. Like I swear to God, dude. Like we've all drinking and driving before, but not like a lot, but one or two drinks. Yeah. And it and you're like, oh, it's easy, right? This gummy bears? No. What the fuck? I know, dude. It was fucking. Had like, you sworn off of edibles before? I've or never you... even done them before. Oh, that man. was your first time. Yeah, I've maybe done like a pot brownie or blah blah blah. In the MTV days, were you smoking? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? I mean, I've been smoking my whole life yeah. since I was eleven. Since eleven? Since I eleven? Yeah. What was that first time like? Well, let me have some water one second. <laughs> <laughs> That's called uh, it's called it was, a tease, ladies and gentlemen. No, it was uh, <laughs> um, it was cool because my mom she always had comedians over, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And back at the Doheny house, she always had comedians over, like Richard Belzer or Robin or like Sam or who else was there? Um, oh, I don't know. Back in the seventies, it was like Freddie Prince and and uh, David Letterman ever come over? I guess, but it was more like the guys that partied, you know? Like, yeah. How vivid do you remember those Richard days? Belzer wow. was there. Was there a Robin lot. Robin was smoking. Robin huh? was there. Was he hilarious stoned? Yeah. Come yeah, on, he was all the cool. time. I was, I was 11. Yeah, so everything was hilarious yeah. at that point. So what she would do is she would have parties and then, you know, like any after party, mm-hmm. you know, you wake up in the morning and, and it's just a mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so we would look at the, um, you know, me and my black friend, Eddie Washington, this kid that would sleep over because I went to West Hollywood Elementary, we would wake up and there would be all these roaches in the ashtray, right? Oh, just hanging out from the after party. <laughs> right, all these, everyone was smoking joints and yeah. there's all these roaches. So we would take the roaches and then we'd get some papers and we'd roll a joint with all the roaches. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's 11-year-old thinking right there. Yeah, just like, but okay. Problem uh, solving. I'll, 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 I'll combine all this weed yeah. in, into a super weed. Yeah. <laughs> Into one joint. Oh, my God. Yeah. And do you remember that first time? Like, what did you think about? What was funny? What was like, what'd you do? Walked to school. <laughs> and then we went to... High-fived we, all your teachers. Yeah. We, sent, we went to Sunbee Liquor Store on uh, on uh, right next to the Viper Room. Nice. Okay. that liquor store there. And we got honey buns and coffee. <laughs> what a great... Dude, you sound like a very like productive 11-year-old yeah. stoner. Yeah. Like, like yeah. food and coffee. Like, coffee when I'm high is the greatest. Yeah, so I, I mean, I my parents divorced when I was three, mm-hmm. and then my dad was off; he was never around. And then my mom was just at the club, and that's all she really cared about, right? Right. So, like, she loved me, and she gave and the comedians took care of me, and they raised me. But her love was the comics in the store, yeah. And that's why the store is where it is now. Oh, sure. She, she pretty much she put sac- it first. She sacrificed her life, almost like a suicide bomber, wow. and that's part of the reason why I think she's sick. 
for sure. Well, really, well, well cause she put that, everything her, her into heart it. heart and soul into it. Yeah. But she got it when she was 40. So think about it. When you're wow. 40, how old are you? I'm 33. Well, I mean, granted, that's a, that's pretty old in dwarf years. But well, I mean, well, yeah. you're not. A, don't say that, dude. You're not, I don't look at you like that. <laughs> but no, yeah, like yeah. But I can't. I still can't high. You thought you were six two right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. It's it like, look damn, at you like Brad, that. you've been drinking milk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I can't. I can imagine. Like I'm ready to start like the family life and kind of like settling down. I can't imagine being 40. Yeah. And then that's when everything ramps up. Well, that's when her. That's when she started her life. Yeah. In my mom's eyes, she started her life at 40. She got divorced with my dad. She got the comedy from the divorce, mm-hmm. you know, or he gave it to her, whatever it wound up happening. They fought for it, whatever the, the, the crap was. Right. And then she just was finally happy. And that's when the comedy boom started. And that was like in 1973, 74, 75, around there. Yeah. yeah. And then just like, that, that became her life. That, that, that was her life. That became everything. And uh, running a comedy club, that's not a, hey, you, you get there at five and then no. you clock out at one. Like, that's no. a 24 Her heart gig. was into it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, know, she bled black. You know what I mean? That was her. Do you ever remember her hearing, like, uh, actual advice she was giving to comics? Like, I mean, because she was no, always way, doing that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the way yeah, the way she would work is that she would sit in the back of the OR, you know, one of those booths. Mm-hmm. You know, she, you know, whoever it was, Scott Day or Duncan Trussell or whoever, her, or before that was Michael. What was this Mike, Michael? Michael Becker was like her talent. You know, her talent person, and they would give her the list, and people would showcase. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, if she liked you when you got off stage, she would call you over and say something. She would say something like, "Come back in three months. Come mm-hmm. back in six months," or. You know, or, you know, keep it going. If she didn't like you and thought you were fucking not good, she wouldn't say anything to you. Okay. And it was pretty much that. Wow. If she liked you, she would call you over and say something. 99.9% of the time, she wouldn't make you a paid regular right away. No. I mean, it's it's like she had to make sure. Yeah, she had to make sure, like, who is really into it. Yeah, well, it was a a system. Who was that 0.1% that would get past? The first time, like a Fuck. Jim Carrey. Oh, I think I got Robin Harris passed. Do you know who that is? Yeah, you know, I, uh, kids? from yeah, uh, we don't die, we we don't die, we multiply. Yeah, yeah, Robin Harris, dude. Yeah, Seriously, have you ever heard of? No, dude. it's a great, it's dude. a great bit. It's dude, a- this guy was the fucking funniest black comedian yeah. I've ever seen. He was, he was, because uh, I used to roll, I used to run around the store when I was younger and watch all the comedians and. And Robin Harris was it was like Fat Tuesday night. It was Black Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the main room, and I'm like in there and I watch all the comics and I and I see him and he's fucking. He made me. He's hilarious. You gotta you gotta watch this. Yeah, show. right. He's really it's classic. Funny, right. And I brought him. I'm like, dude, get the fuck over here. And I brought him into the OR while my mom was showcasing. I bumped one of the showcasers. I'm wow. Like, mom, you, I always did that. No really? Kidding. Oh, always. Yeah. If I liked someone, I would always bump. And she had no problem. No, she was like, she "Yeah, liked, you- she loved me doing that because she trusted my opinion." Yeah, because oh, wow. you were watching so much. Yeah, I mean, but she was well, she was my mom. Yeah. We're family. It's yeah, like yeah. Donald then, Trump and Eric Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, uh, hey, I'm at this G20 summit, but I'm gonna step out of the room. Ivanka, just be present for a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I brought him over, and he fucking killed. And my mom made him a paid regular there. Wow. Robin Harris, though, dude, you got to yeah. check him out. He was, and he died, dude, at such a young age. It was so sad. Well, and right that, when his fucking career, yeah. he was in the movie "Gonna Get You Sucker" with. I'm gonna get you sucker the key. Did? 
No, that was with uh, Spike Lee, right? Oh, yeah. Spike not, uh, yeah. Not, I'm going to get Ke- you, sucker. Ke- right. Yeah. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah. yeah that the was OG. Too. Well, and the thing. And the no, thing, do the right thing, right? He was a, was a do the. I, I can look it up, but. Uh, why, isn't, why don't you look it up? Yeah, Norman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the black guy doesn't even want to Google the black movie facts. <laughs> but, like, and there has to be so many names like that that you've seen throughout the years that, like, sure, we all know of the Jim Carreys and the Robins and the Jay Leno's, but there's so many guys and. and, yeah, I and, know and all of them. And women that you're like, they were so good, so good, and they didn't make it, yeah. and that like, uh, because why? Why do you think that happened? Just people, just I mean, death is one reason, but like, <laughs> sure, drugs. But I mean, also some people they just stop, right? They just fall it's out of love hard, with the it's art. It's a form. hard business. Yeah, it's a hard business. It's uh, it's not for everyone. I always had the saying, you know, in order to make it, you have to have all the ingredients of the of a chocolate chip cookie. You have to have the brown sugar. You have to have the flour. You have to have the chocolate chip. You got to have the butter. You got to have the, the, you know what I mean? It's almost like the whole thing. Yeah. If you're missing, you know, some of the drive. And you got to have the milk to dip it in. Part of me is like, you know, part of me is kind of burnt out from everything because of all this shit that's going on. All the podcast stuff and all the social media stuff. And it's, It's I don't want to say it's too much, but it's, it's kind of too much for me. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, and and it's like trying to, it's like content. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the Indiana Jones. It's like that fucking ball that's chasing him down the hallway. You know, that thing. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And and it's like, fuck. Because when you were coming up and then popping and the biggest thing in the country, I mean, like what it was acting, stand up, right? It, and dude, writing. It was simple. So. It was simple. Mm-hmm. The way you made it back in the old days is you developed at the store. You came up with a good six to ten minutes. You went on Johnny Carson. Yeah. If you went on Johnny Carson, game over. Game over. Yeah. It, it was like that he, was it. It if was if like he you gave got you the A OK. Yeah. If he called you over the couch, it's done. The, ne- the next day, you had a development for Argus, deal. Argus fucked up yeah. because he was a cokehead. But Argus is a worse Argus Hamilton, yeah. a worse cokehead alcoholic than you can imagine. Not now, yeah. But mm-hmm. for thirty years, he's been cool and he's awesome. But back then, he was an addict. Because wasn't he poised to take over? Hell yeah, he was the man. You dude. can see it in him now, man. He You're was like, the dude, man. I mean, when I watch him, I'm like, he's I feel like great. now you could be a late night show he's host. Fucking great, yeah. You know, and he's what I mean? so fucking likable, and he's a sweetheart. You yeah. know what I mean, I'm so happy that he's not dead. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, it, coke for how long did he? Dude, uh, he was bad. Because he was just having fun, but yeah. he didn't know that it was fucking up, you know. Opportunities. Yeah. My documentary, I have a new documentary, and it's it's not it's obviously not out yet, but I've been working on it for about three years. It's uh, it's basically, it's my life story. It's 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. No I mean, shit. Yeah. You guys always see me running, like, up upstairs, up yeah. the office. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I've been doing is putting this together. I love that. But I got over 50 interviews in the can. What? I got guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s. I got everyone. Because everybody wants to be a part of it, yeah? Well, they're well, you, my well, family. Yeah, yeah and so. you've been around yeah. forever. In the last documentary you made, the... Uh, Polly Shore Stands Alone. Polly Shore Stands Alone. So good, yeah. man. Oh, Fuck, thanks. you premiered yeah, that yeah. at the store. That, I remember that. It was so Excuse great. Me? You premiered at the store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was such a great insight, A, into uh, road life, mm. and then like uh, just your perspective, and it was so real and raw, yeah. because yeah. like your fans are still so diehard. And, so, and you I went love to, my fans. And it's you so went to good, such yeah. interesting places that yeah. like, and some places where it's like, Hey, there's nothing going on in hey, New York. Have yeah. you guys ever played those places? Jeez. I'm, I'm, you went to like some uh, small town in Wisconsin. Anago. Yeah. I was like in Wausau, Eau Claire, like really shit town. Like I've been to like Yakima, Washington. Yeah. And, th- and that's like a city like that where it's yeah, like Yeah, you've probably played some, some, some small yeah. markets. Yeah. And you Sorry just, I said small. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel bad. You know what I mean? You probably played like, you know, not as large <laughs> markets in terms of a population setting and not exactly yeah, yeah, square yeah. footage and not related to your ride at all. You played like, right? a, like a Petco, right? Where your fans could get through the doggy door? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, not cool, bro. <laughs> not cool. Probably the amount of dwarf to Jew uh, slams I'm glad we have you guys are other. still doing yeah. this. I'm really happy for you. Any, Thank you. I'm happy for it. anyone that's successful in this business. Well, you know, well yeah, I mean, yeah. you knew when we started this up, yeah. so that was... Yeah. What, what now? What about that documentary was the most it's satisfying gonna be, thing, dude? I'm telling you, I'll just tell you. There's just a couple stories that people aren't going to believe mm-hmm. because everyone knows my dad opened for Elvis. Everyone knows the same cans. but you don't know that. Like I used to go to this club called the Odyssey on Sun, wait, on on what is it on Beverly and Lassie. You know where the AT and T store is on, um, on Beverly and like Third. No, Beverly. Boulevard and La Cienega. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Right next to the Beverly Center. Right. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. an AT&T store. Yeah. Well, years ago, growing up in the 80s, it used to be a nightclub called The Odyssey. Okay. And me and my friends, Donovan Leach, Patricia Arquette, Heidi Fleiss, you know, all these people we used to go there. And there was my friend, Doug White, who was my best friend. We were mods when we were kids. He used to... Um, he used to hang out there a lot. And there was this guy that owned it. His name was LB, which stood for Little Boys. But his name was Lawrence Benjamin, and he used to, and Doug used to be his kind of cocaine drug mule, and he was 14 years old. So eventually, LB molested my friend Doug, and then Doug oh, shot and crap. killed him. Whoa! And this is like, and this was kid was staying at my house with my mom, so he went to jail for murder. Yeah, so there's that's just one story. Jesus. So like, there's all there's all like the MTV stuff and blah blah. But you, but I really brought out the 70s and 80s. Like Let's, like life like in in LA in the eight, 70s and 80s was insane as a kid. Well, that and I I can't imagine because now so those stories, like yeah. now with like the 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 fame that people have, everyone's kind of cautious because at any moment someone could tweet, someone could take a photo, someone could like whatever happens. Yeah, it's, we're always it's, on camera. Now, it's yeah. out there. But in the 70s. And 80s yeah you yeah. could witness a murder and <laughs> and no one would ever know about it yeah like that kind of that kind of shit would happen yeah it, it, no he he got caught i mean it's yeah. not like he tried to right but off. like but like that that kind of stuff can go down and then no no one would know about it yeah there's but, no dna yeah what, what other interviews did you like who can you just give us some a lot of chris teasers? rock stuff Whoa. A, lot of, a lot of people don't know that i started with chris rock a lot of people don't know the backstory. Well, about but he started he out in Brooklyn, York. right? Yeah. yeah, but he came out to L.A. Mm-hmm. because he was Eddie Murphy's boy. That's right. Well, the story is that Murphy comes in, says there's no like black comics on the list, put up a black comic, and then and then you or someone else found Chris and then put Chris on stage. Well, and I, that, no, and well, that's well what happened was is my whole life I've been Mitzi's kid. Yeah. And I've always kind of had like an X on my back because of that, just from the bitter comedians. Sure. You know, people are like, oh, that's Mitzi's kid. And then Chris Rock always had that as well because he was Eddie Murphy's boy. Got it. That was always kind of what he felt. So you guys bonded over that. Yeah, we bonded over that. And then we became really close. And then there's all these stories that he tells in my documentary about him when we first started and then how we both kind of made it at the same time. Yeah. So I hit an MTV. Mm-hmm. He hit on SNL. Yeah. And and like we both kind of like we're always talking and always. That's like amazing. Still to this day, we're really close. So what is it like when you yeah. see him come in and work out his new hour at the store? He's the like, best. I think he's like the best out there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I really do. I mean, I love Chappelle. I mean, him and Chappelle, I think, are just vastly different. You know, yeah, there's you got storyteller versus like and cadence and delivery and rock has all that too, but he's. He's just got, I mean, the jokes are just tight as fuck, right? So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's next level. 
Yeah, yeah, he's just like a scientist. What is it like watching him now versus when you started? Do you even like? I thought like you had he was flashes? funny back yeah. then too, though. He said his opening joke was like, you know, fuck, I forgot what it was, but he was like, uh, I met a prostitute. He said, give me pay for anything. I said, bitch, paint my house. <laughs> yeah. You remember that yeah, one? Of course. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, one. he did yeah, that but, one of his specials. But, yeah, even, yeah, even back then, do you do you, do you think he's going to be on uh, your podcast anytime soon? Um, the uh, cra- I, the one on Crackle. No, I, I'm not doing that anymore. I just kind of did a run of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the episodes on there between yeah, Bob so Saget, Harlan Williams, yeah, Judd Apatow, cool. Chris Kattan. Yeah. Like, you know what it is, great, too? Because it was like, I mean, I don't know how long. The episodes were like it's like what, 10 to 15 minutes. No, not that. Like eight eight to 10. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was just really so great because it's like binge watch them and be done in an hour. The one with Ziggy Marley, too, was great. That was my favorite. Holy shit, dude. Uh, that was my favorite. And I feel like you just scratched the surface with that guy. That was my favorite. How did I you love him. get in touch with him? I met him at a gas station. <laughs> of course. That's how I met him. Of course. Sure. That was my first guess. <laughs> yeah. It was going to be comedy club, yeah. Quiznos, gas station. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's wow. insane. So like, you just walk up to him? Does he walk up to you? It was a mutual thing. You just kind of like... Well, we, we both kind of grew up with each other mm-hmm. and... And we both were on MTV at the same time. Oh, okay. You know, I was hosting MTV videos and I was playing his videos. Got it. So you were like, Ziggy, and he yeah, was like, Polly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we bonded had a bro and just off. became friends. He's... I mean, what a, what a talent and what a... I mean, again, like coming up and, and he even shared stories about Bob, his yeah. pops and like that was... Yeah. I mean, you ask... That was what I really loved about it too is you ask good questions, mm. you know? And I think that's the basis for any killer interview. Like even if you... And knowing when to steer them and, and you know, Stern's the best at that where yeah. he can feel somebody start to go down a path and then kind of give them an extra little boost if they're going to stray off that. And you did that with all your interviews. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Saget and, and Harland. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, and, and you and Ziggy kind of have something in common where you went into the business of your famous parent yes. and had to sort of live in that shadow. And yeah. that that's tough to do. It, 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 it's, it's hard. It's like... And it's I still kind of feel that in a way, you know, even though I've sure. made it and stuff like that, I feel like I'm at the store and I'm like, I got to go on stage. I got to make all these people laugh that are in front of me. But then you got the comics, you know, out there that I'm sure there's some of them that are like, oh, he's just on here because his mom's club. Yeah. So you got to like, no, nah, I mean, really? Do people, I, I mean, don't know. no, I mean, man, sure there's, there's I don't think by now, I, I, I think by now that's all passed. Yeah. I would hope at least I, I, I like knowing that I feel that, that that's what it is. Well, I mean, whatever because drives that gives you. Me dri- yeah, yeah. Yeah. That gives me like, you, I mean, know. one of my friends was visiting a few weeks ago and they came to the club specifically to see you and I missed out because I had, I waited around. I was trying to, fe- I saw you talking to some friends and I was trying to feel out to have them get a picture with you. Mm. And I just missed the moment, but like we were talking and he was like, dude, he goes, and he was breaking it down to what I already know and what I've preached mm. where we go, do you know how tough it is mm. to have a fucking run of mm. being the biggest movie star in mm. the country? You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's fucking impossible. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To like, you, a, Yeah, to get a run. The yeah. run you had. It's, that's yeah, bonkers, it's dude. Yeah, I know. And, and so when you say like, uh, that's just so insane for me to even hear somebody be like, you got all that because of his money. Dude, you don't put somebody... Yeah. In movie after movie after movie it's like that, like, and have them deliver. Sure, it's because like, they look are. at Jaden Smith. His dad's the biggest movie star on the planet, and he's not going to get a run like that. Yeah, because he just doesn't have that sort. That, Jaden Smith will not be in the next Biodome, and I will. <laughs> and he's not going to be on the next podcast with us either. <laughs> he's not cool. Wait, can you? You have to answer a few questions uh, about yeah. like some of these movies for us because yeah, sure. we didn't do it on the last one, but okay. like. I mean, I mean, you you said in the you said in the next biodome. I know Stephen Baldwin 
gave an interview where he said that there was a sequel in the works. Is that still a thing? Is that is that I a mean, rumor? And I think you know we talk about it all the time. I'm very friendly with all the people that I've done these movies with, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know. It just needs to make sense, right? I mean, I have a meeting at MGM who owns Biodome like next week. Right. So I'm going to talk to them about it. What about but there could be also Biodome the series. A cartoon? You know what I mean? A cartoon, all that shit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I so, want to know, Encino Man, what was, was Encino Man the first yeah, one like yeah. out of the, that was basically when you graduated from like MTV, MTV stardom. Mm-hmm. Well, for the people listening that, that don't know who I am, because I'm sure there's there's some there might be no. I don't know, man. Really? No, dude, I like, think Pauly Shore is just in pop culture. I okay. think I, I think we kind of. I mean, why I love are you going to take a shit right now, bro. <laughs> Fuck. I love, I I love how it's like hum- saying it's like saying does anyone not know what Nesquik is? It's like no, everyone does. Know. Well, I, I love know. how humble you are with that perspective, well, but also like kids, get your head out of your ass. Like you're <laughs> okay. fucking a staple. Well, I I don't know. Yeah. You know. My point is is that from the year 1990. To the year 1997, yeah, mm-hmm. I was one of the biggest, you know, c- celebrity or c- comedians. Say yeah, stars, yeah, stars. say stars. You know, because I was I was on MTV when MTV was the hottest thing in the world. Yeah, I had the highest rated show on MTV every day. I was on every day. It wasn't like a weekly show. That helped. Right? It was on every day from three to like four thirty, which is right when kids got home from school. Exactly. Turn it on. So boom, it was boom, right there. So I was like part like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have to come home and watch watch me. And then from there, I went into all these films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Encino Man, Son-in-Law, The Army, all these films. So during that whole time. And then on top of it, I had I had a three-album deal with CBS Records. So I was putting comedy CDs, boom, 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 boom. Trifecta. And yeah. I was doing HBO specials yep. or HBA and HBO special. I did that um, in Dallas. And then... Um, yeah, when you was, when you, you get know. the call for so Encino Man, all that Man. stuff was happening, and I was like in my twenties. Did you audition for Encino Man, or were no. they just like, "Yo, we get, we need to capitalize on this motherfucker. Let's put him in"? No, what happened was is Peter Paterno, who used to run Hollywood Records, who's actually Dr. Dre's attorney right now. Peter oh, Paterno, he's like the fucking gnarly ass. He does like yeah. Metallica. You know, he's he in uh, he's in the documentary that the, exactly that, that that just came out, the uh, the Defiant ones. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's not not Jimmy Iovine, right? No, no, the other they got, yeah. yeah, Peter Paterno, who's on my podcast, by the way, like in another week. That's a yeah, it's Doctor Dre's attorney. It's pretty wow. cool. Wow, yeah. but he's the one that discovered me. He was the head of Hollywood Records, which ran Disney, mm. and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who used to run Disney back in the day. Yep. He, he uh, Peter Paterno says you got to watch this guy, Polly Shore. He's on MTV. He's fucking killing it. Da 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 da. So Jeffrey calls up my agent, my manager, and says, brings me in. I come in. I'm fucking all wheezed out, right? And then uh, he says, we want you to be in this movie Encino Man. We want you to play the caveman. So I read the script. We hit him back. And we're like, no, I'm not playing a fucking caveman. <laughs> Cavemans don't spuck. I got the wheeze, bro. I got the wheeze. <laughs> yeah. So you got, we, you got, you got yeah, the voice. They can't, they, they can't yeah. have you speak like. Well, he didn't know. He wasn't yeah. really, you know, he just thought how I looked like a fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So then, uh, so then we rewrote the best friend, you know, as mm-hmm. Stony Brown from, from you know, and we changed the name and we changed the lo- everything, and we made it the guy from MTV, yeah, pretty much. And then, and, and then, then yeah, uh, we just kept doing it. Crushed at the box office, yeah, yeah, it did big, yeah. And then, uh, Brendan Fraser, was, who yeah. you pretty much that movie launched him as well. Yeah, like he wasn't. I I, I can't think no. of something he was in before that. No, he did like School Ties and all these other films afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. Brendan's a great actor. Yeah. yeah, could you tell from right back then where it's like, oh, Dude, this guy's gonna be the, awesome. I'm doing a um, I'm doing a sketch 
with um, Funny or Die on Friday. I, I wrote it. I wrote it with a guy, and I came up with it. It's called Silver Lake Vice Squad, and it's basically it's me and Jay Moore. Nice. Done. We play undercover cops that go that dress as hipsters to go into Silver Lake to bust a Molly ring. And Bobby <laughs> Lee works at the yeah. Nature as well, and Done. he's the one. He's the one selling the Molly in the Asahi bowls. So, <laughs> so there's a chief of police that puts us to work to go do this. And we just casted uh, my friend, uh, my friend Joey, who's one of the producers of Ballers. He got me this actor, Richard Schiff. You know him? Sounds really familiar. From yeah. the West Wing? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah Google him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's going to play the chief of police. Oh, my God. But the God. point that I was trying to make is, is that, and going back to Brendan, is that, you guys are comics, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're a little broad. I've seen you guys. You're a little over the top. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, Richard Schiff is yeah. is uh, also in bar, in uh, Ballers. He plays the yeah. the head investor. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're heightened versions of ourselves on so, stage. So what I was... The point what I was trying to make with Brendan is whenever you guys get a chance to act, act off of real actors as opposed to comics. Because when you act off of real actors like this guy, mm-hmm. it makes your comedy way better. It just naturally makes it better. It so, you, huh? for instance, <clears throat> when I worked with Brendan Fraser, he was such a good actor and so real playing the caveman. Mm-hmm. Like, my, eh, 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 oh, yeah, all that yeah. shit pops more. Well, because so, it doesn't work if there's another there's guy doing the same. Yeah, thing. trying to be large Everyone, like you, yeah. then it's not it, Then it's not going to be. But it's, a, it, it's, yeah. a, it, it's the comedy is raised and then, when yeah. you have the straight guy and the crazy guy. Did they let yeah. you improvise on Encino Man or was it all Yeah, pretty- yeah, we improvised the whole time, yeah. Did you, but do you love same, that? Yeah, the same thing with Son-in-Law. You know, the fa- the guy that played Lane Smith, the father and, and Son-in-Law, his su- he was such a good actor. Rest so his good. Soul. Yeah. And but uh, if, it was just yeah, played. The father, I mean? Yeah, the father and Son-in-Law, the, yeah. the, the evil coach in Mighty Ducks. Okay, like yeah. that, that guy. Yeah, but just it's always good. Whenever you're casting, when, once you guys get your own TV show, mm-hmm. which you will at some point, Thanks, so. always cast actors around you. Did you have to do a boot camp yeah. for In the Army now? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, Disney hired, they hired um, a trainer and I lost weight and I worked out and, and I, you know, did all the stuff. Yeah, because sure, it's a comedy, but you still have to look like you can. Yeah, we well, have to do make the, the transition from being a you know a knucklehead into like a real army guy. How was that though? Because you were probably still like living it up, poly style, well, they right? Cut, they cut my hair off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What was that like, like when you Sam's looked in the mirror? Not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they took my powers. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, they can't. They can't do that. Hair, 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 or no hair. You you walk into the bar, or the club, and just say, "What's <laughs> up, everybody?" Well, it's uh, it. That's it. And this guy, I'm you know, I'm friends with a lot of people at Showtime. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this guy's oh, his ki- specials do really well. Yep, thank and you, they rate re- really well because I asked this information because I'm you know I want to know who's doing what. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I know what's rating there and I know what's not rating because these guys are my friends and your stuff rates really well over there. Thank you, sir. And they're very happy with you. Oh, thank you. And and that's a great that's a great great thing because you could do these specials and you and I can think they're funny and your friends can think they're funny, but yeah. at the end of the day of fucking, you know, the people in the middle of the country, right? you know, and, and you know you go on tour, you probably sell out a lot more now than you did before the special. Yeah, I'm uh right from here, I'm going to go to the airport, take a red eye to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, it's a great room. It's a fantastic room, and I sell tickets there. And, yeah. and 
it, it, it's crazy and and you it's saw great. this it's great oh yeah, and, yeah i love it and and you, <laughs> and you saw this where you like you saw the growth like when you were when, when don't you, when say that TV. yeah come on dude <laughs> no it's one the only it time yeah. it's the only time i can say it <laughs> i can never say grow uh but yeah like you saw it happen for you where you saw the growth in terms of like okay now i'm on mtv now my audiences are getting bigger okay now i got a movie holy fuck my my audience is getting bigger like it, it, it's a crazy thing when the audience transitions from being just people that were walking by and decided to go to a comedy club that night to know they are there for you. Yeah. They are your fans. Yeah. And you always have those now, now that you got them hooked in. Yeah. And it's it's unbelievable. And that's one of the things that I loved uh, uh, about your doc, uh, Polly Shore Stands Alone, is, yeah, we, we... talked about it like they you, we saw your fans and mm. how dedicated they are and at the same time you didn't try to in that documentary you, you didn't try to over glamorize the road mm, you didn't try to be yeah. like hey i'm fucking i'm big ball and i'm riding on private no. jets and like it no. it wasn't like that at all it's no. like no this is the kind of shit that real road comics have to go yeah. through and yeah. i really and i i really appreciate that being put out there it was pretty it was guerrilla style too yeah you just yeah. had like what how many camera One guys guy. were you? yeah yeah, mm-hmm. one guy. And you really let him go everywhere with you. Yeah. I mean, it was like seemed like the cameras were always on. Yeah. yeah. But but that's like, I mean, that's been happening to you your whole life, so I mean, does it ever do you almost just forget it's there? Um, no, because you know, before I do every project, whatever project I do, I, uh, since I like kind of direct it and pay for it and finance it and produce it and hire the editors and hire the graphics and do everything before I do whatever I do I always in my mind believe it or not know exactly what it is I'm trying to accomplish mm. so for the documentary I said to myself you know because I was directing myself I'm not going to do any shtick yeah I'm not going to goof off I'm not going to right you know what I mean because yeah. well, I've like, seen road stuff like that where the, the guys the guys on the road try to act like Hey, so we're here in Des Moines. So yeah. what? So what we do is we go to this incredible theme park, and we go up, or we have this yeah. situation. And it's no. like, no, you don't. That was the first thing <laughs> I told myself. I said, we're not goofing off. Yeah, we're just going to keep it real. And the second thing I said is that I'm going to film everywhere where I would never film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's so. got to be somewhat scary for you yeah. to be, yeah, be able to be like, intrusive. I'm going to put all of it out there yeah what was the craziest thing that you experienced from some of the fans during that filming i mean like there had to be some stuff that just didn't make well it seems like every town there's always a girl that comes out to me that like i humped somewhere in the past (laughs) and she's always like 400 pounds now and and she shows me a picture and i I don't really remember Mm -hmm. so that that happened a lot wow (laughs) all at like man all over the country isn't that crazy sandy yeah you know, he could have told you the San- whole story. S- Sandy Dan. He could write yeah. a book. He could write a book. Yeah, just on you. Uh, how did you? How did you? Because um, you, you're really good too about like bringing store guys on mm. the road with you. You know, yeah. which is a really. I mean, you know, uh, I know you took Bobby out, uh, Bobby Lee Long, uh, when he was getting going, and I realized, you know, Bobby is the first one who took me on the road, and like right. I didn't I realize until, uh, you know, kind of a few gigs in, like how big of a deal that was, you know, because I was so pumped to be doing the road, but then I'm like. Oh, these guys don't just pick anybody. Like they got to feel you out. They got to feel the energy of, of how you're uh, segueing into their act. Mm-hmm. They got to know you're a fun hang, and you really go out of your way to do that for a lot of the guys that work at the store. Yeah. And um, well, like, like what you uh, when well, you met Sandy, like what was what's the well, out Sandy to you? was just one of those guys that you just fall in love with the second you you meet him. Yeah. You yeah. know, and my friend Brandon Goodman is the one that introduced me to him. They're both from Detroit, and Brandon um, brought Sandy out here, and I just met him. 
you know, and in, in, I guess he started interning for me or being my assistant. And yeah. then I eventually got him to the store and he got in there. And then um, I, he started opening for me and he just got better. I mean, but I mean, we could go down the list. I yeah. got a burp. One sec. Do it. <laughs> sure, go for it. That's yeah. an authentic Polly Shore burp, everyone. If you want to isolate yeah. that audio and uh, put it as your ringtone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can go down the list. You got Ricky Ingram, who I used to bring on the road with wow. me years ago. Now yeah. he's a monster. And then John Caparulo. Wow. I brought him out for me. Steve Renazizi. Monster, monster. I brought mm-hmm. Ari Shafir from, with me for a while. Um, Bobby Lee, obviously. Steve Simone. Um, Sandy Danto. And now Jesus Trejo. Benji. Ben, Benji. Yeah. All, um, so they, they, I, It's they pretty all, incredible. Yeah. Uh, you talked about uh, Jay Moore earlier. Jay, Jay Moore talks about how he, he, he likes looking at uh, comedy trees the same way some people look at like uh, college football coaching trees like mm. oh this coach had this assistant who became a head coach who then hired this person who became mm. a head coach like it's really interesting to look at comics and be like oh like you took you know Steve Renazizi on the road who mm. then becomes a big time headliner who takes Steve Simone then you take Steve Simone now Steve Simone's building like and it's just interesting when you follow that well, chain well the way I look at it is I let him get I let him work out at the store for a while yeah you know what I mean even Brenton Mm-hmm. Brenton is a great example of someone that I've taken out with me. Yeah. And then also Frank, I recently started taking out with Castillo. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Roast so, battle champion. The roast battle. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So I, I watch them at the store first, you know, make sure that they're can That's handle. That's a true test. Well, they can handle like fucked up things that happen. Yeah. Because not one of my guys have, has ever tanked, even though that their set might not have gone great. You know, because, you know, they're opening for me. Yeah. They might not have, like, a killer, killer set, but they never bombed. And they, they never bombed because they, the store kind of put them through whatever is, right? Yeah. It, put, it, put, so, it puts you through that ringer where... you too, right? Yeah, when yeah. you open for Bobby, you were able to handle it. Yeah. Even if you didn't have Road a makes you better. Set. Oh, yeah. And then, but, like, you fucking Jesus now. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to fucking pat myself on the back, <laughs> but I tell you, I'm at least 50% fucking responsible for his success. Thousand percent. Dude, I, I tell Bobby least. he's a, a, very much a part of the reason I'm... I said it last night when I brought him on stage. I go, this guy is the reason I feel like I'm here. Because you got your confidence. You got your confidence. Your you get to do yeah. the road. Not only do you you get that confidence of just like, oh, wow, somebody I look up to validated me, mm. and they put, me, they put their name on me, but then like once you get on the road, you're like, I, I can't embarrass myself and I can't I need to make good on this and I want to make sure it lasts so you like you raise your game yeah um, do, and do you go out of your way to when you bring these guys on the road to give them advice because I mean you've seen so much and taken in so much I always you know, I take them under my wing as, yeah. as, as, as you know obviously f- close friends mm-hmm. you know because I don't I don't want to say I don't have a lot of close friends but my close friends are the, mostly the, the, the comics yeah but um, you know, I you know, Jesus, I've given a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, yeah. Uh, talks he with, just, yeah. Uh, uh, I just did some shows with him in in uh, Vegas, and from where he's gone from right. like a year ago right. to right now is just unbelievable. And yeah, uh, yeah, the road, yeah, the road, the, the road to do that. You guys both talk about Bobby Lee. Um, you have another podcast called Random Rants. Mm. And yeah. one and one of the episodes, I do different every week. I come up with it. That's been my problem. It's like I do, I'm like I have a lot of ideas. Do this style for a while, do yeah. that yeah. style for a while. Yeah. But you, you do all these rants. One of the rants is called uh, Bobby Lee's penis, okay. <laughs> which. If anyone knows Bobby, um, if you've known him for longer than five minutes, I believe you've seen his penis. Pretty much. Is yeah. that is that everyone at this table? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We're I've all... seen his penis more than I've seen my own penis. <laughs> I see it all the time at the Korean bathhouse. Oh, 
I've been there with him. Really? What a great spot. I go there all the time. Do you? Yeah, I love that place. It's, it's relaxing and cathartic, yeah. huh? I'm, I'm lucky I haven't gotten my ass kicked there. Because I, I, first of all, I'm obsessed with Asians. Are you really? But not like half Asians, like full on like Asians. Yeah. yeah. So when I see them, I yell at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. What, do you, what do you say? What, what, I go, what do Chinese! <laughs> <laughs> And they look oh, at me God. like they want to fucking kill me. Yeah, I can and see that. And they would have killed. They would kill me if the Korean bathhouse was in Korea, but it's in L.A. <laughs> if I did half the shit that I did, like in Korea, yeah. where I can't escape. Well, well, that and, and and you would never stop saying it because you'd be in Korea, so you would just be like Korea. Oh shit, another one. Korea. Oh shit, another one. Korea. Like you, like you would never stop talking. By the way, that's like a documentary that needs to happen where it's just, I mean, I you're know, such a... Polly Shore goes to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, just Polly Shore goes anywhere, man. No, I want. Well, I did Antarctica. the one in Africa where I went to Africa yes. with the babies, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, was people was that one called again? Uh, adopted. Yeah. yeah try, and, but and I, I want to do a, a thing where I wanted to go, where I want to do, and I swear to God, I was actually looking into this and I was getting close and all that. I wanted mm-hmm. to do like the Asian version of The Bachelor called Me So Horny. <laughs> Where actually, what happens is you do the open, like the 30 second open, where Polly Shore is looking for love in America, but all the girls are like, fuck, that guy tried to jerk off on me. Da, 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 da. He tried to fuck me, or he fucked my friend, or tried to this or that. Fuck that. And then all of a sudden, I see an Asian. I'm like, whoa. And then, the, then there's the map that goes from LA to like Japan. And then there's like all, and then I, you know, and then they build me out to be this like multimillionaire, yes. like mm. superstar guy, and all the Asian girls are excited and i have translators you know what i mean and then they find out at the end that you know you know i'm just whatever you know yeah. what I mean? but it's me so horny what do you think dude come on i'm, I'm on board with pretty much up. most of your ideas put that up there man that's fun right <laughs> that's unbelievable but i was serious i found like the the asian batch at bachelor producers oh yeah out there yeah I was and gonna, you're trying and you're trying to do something yeah but then i was like what's that I mean, I'm sure it would get a fucking lot of press. I Come think it's on, pretty. Dude. I think so. Uh, yeah. If you have that with the Pauly Shore who wants my semen in a DVD combo pack. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, hell, and and we like people might say, "Oh man, that's crazy," but hell, to do a promotion for son-in-law, there was some sort of yeah. was, was, there, there. There was a contest to marry you. Yes. Yeah. That what? was real. Yeah. When you that were doing was the real, yeah. Yeah. When you were doing the when you were doing the promotion, the press tour for son-in-law, was that MTV coming to you? Yes. And they and they said like, hey, we're gonna find you a wife. Yeah, that's kind of was it was Mary Polly Shore contest, and then like thousands of letters came in, and then we fucking did it, and we filmed it, and we did a special for MTV, and yeah. some girl I forgot her name was Carla or some shit, forgot mm-hmm. her name, she flew in, and then we went and got married. You know, we got it annulled right after, but right. we went through <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Wait, so it was like, did she get any sort of consolation prize? I don't know. Just the TV, TV airtime. gave her some something. Well, let's see. Yo, that's the that's the idea, man. You take that, you show a bunch of old footage from that, and then you go, "We're doing it again twenty years later." Yeah, with Asians. With Asians. <laughs> Son and raw. <laughs> oh my god. Son and raw. Not a bad idea, dude. Oh my god. Norm loves it. Norm, Norm's Norm. writing it down. He's good. Son and raw. You, you know what I'm saying? Come back to this podcast yeah. for the notes. You're good. Yeah. Everything uh, gets a reboot. People love. It. I mean, if you show that that, that happened. I mean, dude, now, like... Oh, my God. It would be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, you talk about... You your... start karate chopping me instead of when they start yelling at each other. It's like this whole karate <laughs> chop thing. You know, because usually they yell, fuck you, bitch. And they go, gang, 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 gang. Yeah. yeah. And they start karate chopping yep. each other. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to tell my uh, Chinese fiance not to listen to this Oh, episode. she's Asian? <laughs> 
she? <laughs> yeah. She'll love That's it. Perfect. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. She might think you're like a little poo poo powder, right? <laughs> That's her nickname for me. That's her nickname for me. my little dumpling. Come here, shrimpy. Does she call you your little dumpling? I want to put no. soy sauce on you. <laughs> she calls me poo-poo platter. Does <laughs> she really? No. Oh, God. I'm so gullible. <laughs> uh, Paulie, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the craziest thing uh, you've seen at the store ever? Mm. Oh, God. That's got to be... I mean, I've heard with me or with someone else. Great Both. answer, Whoa. great Whoa. answer, dude. Both. I one time banged a waitress on top of the belly room stairs. Wow, dude. All right, all right. There Back you go. It was okay to do. Now you can't even look at them. <laughs> you get right. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, these days lawsuits. you can't. Yeah. You can't. Well, it was just it was yeah it was it was looser back then. Well, Jim Carrey got Melissa pregnant. Melissa was one of the the the, the servers at the comedy store. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, and they ha- they have a baby. Jim Carrey has a baby with Melissa. Right, and that's he, she's dating a comic y- now, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that, like that's that's something. Comics, that's what they also do. I mean, I, I assume they're probably still doing it. Mm-hmm. I think I that's in any job too, right? Like what? in any job, like the you, people fraternize with the stuff. Like when I worked at yeah. Albertsons, the grocery store, I was a bag boy. I got a hand job from the girl that ran the service deli. That's perfect. Yeah, and <laughs> then guess what? And then and then I was seventeen. I think she was like twenty four, right? Perfect. And then she All wanted right. to like date, and Statutory. I was like, All right. I don't know. Like, I'm seventeen. What do you mean date? <laughs> and so then I was just like, I know, like I'm seven. I I got. I need to. I'll, I don't want to. I'll meet you I mean, at the home room. Like she invited to prom. She was hot, but then because I was weird about it. Guess what? No more free potato salad. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, was, is cool. that a euphemism? No, that's, oh, that's actual real potato, potato salad. salad. Oh, okay, on I my break, like, I would go get free samples. I thought you had like a sex move or something called the potato salad, and I was going to get very concerned for your Tossing safety. Tossing the potato salad. <laughs> Tossing the potato salad. <laughs> did you have? You'd never had like actual jobs in outside of entertainment business, did you? Well, let me tell you about a couple of the other oh, things yeah, sure, that sure, happened sure. at the store. Yeah. we got signed. I don't know why. Yeah, dude, I went. F- dude, how did I get out of store stories? Yeah. from me at Albertsons to potato salad. <laughs> well, I mean, what a what a because <laughs> you took one of uh, his fucking gummy bears. <laughs> You got sidetracked. Back to you, Joey Diaz. Uh, but yeah. Uh, He's a bastard, dude. Uh, some of the other store stories. Like, I've heard a story where Leno once rode his motorcycle into the sto- like into the back room and revved the engine to disrupt a comic on stage. I don't remember. No, no? Shut up. All right, All right go ahead, Paulie. You, you know the actual story. Back in the 70s when the comic striked against my mom, yeah. right? You know that, right? Yeah, because uh, they want to get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, no, because it's an artist colony. You're developing your stuff. Here. Yeah. But then they settled, you know. But when the comics were striking, um, I peed on them from the <laughs> roof. That's a story. So yeah. you went up to the roof. They were yeah. all outside with, yeah. with signs and picketing. And mm-hmm. How old were you? I was probably like 11. <laughs> also, just so you know, this street that you live in, the building right down there, it's the corner building. Say you're driving down the street and you go to that fork right there, mm-hmm. that building right to the right. Yeah. The, the building, the apartment yeah. building right to the right. Yes. That, that building is famous. Very famous. How, how so? Well, there's this comedian named Alan Bursky. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Did he, was he the one that jumped? No, no, that was okay. that was uh, Steve Lebicken. Okay. No, Alan Bursky, he's still alive. His his uh, father used to run that building, and you know he's the landlord. Mm-hmm. And the comedians that and the people that lived there was like Argus, Ollie Joe Prater, Mike Binder, um, uh, uh, Rosanna Arquette was mm-hmm. there, 
it was a big drug fucking i think fucking i think i don't know dude a lot of famous comedians a lot of famous actresses live there mm-hmm. that place right there because i used to go there after school and skateboard in the swimming pool there's a swimming pool right in the middle of the apartment yeah or in the the thing yeah and they used to drain the pool and we used to skateboard in it and they used to watch me the kids like yeah. the uh, uh like ollie joe prater do you guys know who ollie joe prater yeah was? sandy was, when sandy right. used to do the uh tapes i think you had him when he was working for you at one point mm-hmm. would log all the tapes and so i would go visit him and he would just be like st- like watch some of this old footage and watching uh, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Uh, like, I don't think I've seen a crusher like that s- yes. since. Yeah. Main man. room just fired, dude. dude. He had and sort of like the sort of like the original blue collar comedy tour. Like right. just the original, like he was doing Foxworthy before Foxworthy. 100%. And just, oh my God, just a yeah. monster. He uh, had, literally and figuratively. Yeah. He had a f- the tightest 45 minutes I've ever seen. Really? Mm-hmm. He used to say, man, I took some acid once in my waterbed. I said, God damn, baby, you got a nice ass, but let me out of here. <laughs> I went, wait, he says, I wound up in the middle. He goes, I took some acid once, and I wound up in the middle of my waterbed. <laughs> I said, God damn, baby, you got a nice ass, but let me out of here. <laughs> and then he said, uh, the, what o- is, what? the overalls, like, I mean, yeah. that was just a classic mm-hmm. look. You know who else was really funny is Wild Willie Parsons. Jeez, these are all, these are all names I'm not familiar with. Yeah, he's like the '80s. Yeah. He's a biker comic. Oh, I mean, and and he was so good. And Dude. these guys are still out there. They're they're, they're still doing stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I'll run into him every now and then. Like, uh, I'm sure you know this name, but uh, I did a gig uh, not too long ago with a, a, a AJ Jamal. Oh wow! And AJ Jamal, I didn't know who this guy was. I don't know if I've ever seen someone kill harder than him. Wow! That was unbelievable. It was. It, it I was dying laughing, going, "Holy crap! Why isn't this guy selling out arenas?" Mm. Just, just, just insane. Because Kevin Hart is <laughs> it's not crazy. It's, it's, Can you yeah. imagine doing an, uh, an arena? Would you love to if you had the opportunity? Well, of course. What a stupid question. You know, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny is, uh, I'd say about maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. I was at the Addison Improv in Dallas, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going down. They just opened Arlington. Mm-hmm. You know the Arlington. Arl- yep. Arlington Improv down the street. And or not I down go, the street, but yeah. Yeah, it's like. 30 minutes away yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I go into the green room. Guess who's sitting there? Who's that? Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And it's literally not even that crowded. It's right before he made it. Wow. And I mean, it, it, it's just insane when you think about that. It's just a comic. You know, yeah. like we always yeah. sit in just the back comic. of the green room, sitting, sitting the back, on the couch. Eating a cheeseburger, doing whatever. Yeah. He, Kevin Hart's there. He's like, hey, man, da, 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 da. really cool, whatever. Wow. And then literally like a year, two, three, whatever it was. And that's something he, that he comes to the store. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty no, dope. And that's something you always have to remember at whatever level you are. Certainly in this business, to where, yeah, you may think that okay, things are okay right now, but they're not great. But then, a week, uh, six, six months, one one big guy in a suit can say yes to you, and all of a sudden it's changed, and all of a sudden your life is completely different. Yeah. It's, it, wow, it's super deep and poignant, Brad. Well, I mean, I'm you not. Gotta have I'm not all. Back there. I'm not all dick and skittle jokes. <laughs> You got to have your friend put some some you know heartfelt music. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like your version better. What was it? But yeah, it's uh you know. Do you have a favorite new show at the store? Because I think that's one of the things that has really separated it from any other club is what it's produced creatively. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of roast battle or the stand up on the spot on the spot kill Tony. 
Um, like all this stuff. I like the Polly Shore show the best. That that is that that, 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 that is my your favorite friend, show. Your friend saw it. He knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I mean, I usually don't during the week. I'm really not there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, they're mostly just on a Friday, Saturday. Um, but I haven't. You know, I mean, I'm a fan, obviously, of Jeff Ross and that whole style of thing, and I'm happy it worked for him. You know, so absolutely. I don't know. Um, and Tony's doing great too. So I gotta ask you because uh, I mean it, everyone who knows anything about comedy knows that I'm dying up here. The new mm. show on Showtime is pretty much just based on the Comedy Store, and Goldie is your mom. Goldie is Mitzi. Right? Uh, are you able to watch that show, it, it, or do you just go like, "This is not what it was." This I is not. I always, you know. Uh, Dude, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> Why do you keep walking around me, bro? You're so sneaky. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sneaky. I know, dude. I told him not to sneak. Yeah. No, I, I always, I always look at things, you know, from, from with wearing different hats. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I watch it as just a person watching a show. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm so, like, is this a good show or is it a bad show? Yeah. And as that person, I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I liked the acting and I liked the 70s vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I think it was the best show in the world? No. But did I like it? Yes. Yeah. But then I put the Polly Shore Mitzi sun hat on it. Right. You know what I mean? And I watch it that way and then I don't like it. Yeah. Because? Well, it's not real. And, and my mom didn't do coke. Like, they mm-hmm. had her doing coke and shit. She wasn't like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, she smoked some herb. Sure. You know, she fucked around with a couple comedians, but it wasn't like, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, she had boyfriends. My mom's boyfriend was Steve Landsberg, Argus Hamilton, and Danny Stone. Yeah. And then I'm sure there was a couple other comics she slept with. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, yeah, well, I mean, come like, over to my house and paint it and let's screw. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what she did in the uh, I mean, they don't have them. They, 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 they don't have her screw in the comics, but it's sort of implied. Sort of like, yeah, this is kind of what's going to happen. And yeah, that's got that. That's got to be a trip for you to watch that. Just thinking, like, holy shit! Like, that's a fictionalized version of my life, but yeah. that's, but that's my life, and that's my mom's life. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. loosely based, right? Yeah, loosely. Do they based. come to you for any sort of consultation? No. no, I don't know. I mean, I love Jim Carrey, and I love, you know, I guess I didn't read the book, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know their version of it, right? Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's like it's, it's the, like it's if you reality. were to make a movie about something, yeah. that would be your version. If you were to make a movie about something, it'd be Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey's a mega superstar. Right. He's got millions and millions of dollars. He's got one of the biggest managers in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought the rights to this book, and he did his version of what he thought was good. And yeah, and you know, we'll see if they get a second season. Yeah. I don't know. Hope so. I mean, I mean, I know you put some like autobiographical stuff in there for him. Like, apparently, yeah. uh, apparently, like he slept in a closet, and that's why he has two characters actually living and he in a came closet out for of a, a closet bit. too. <laughs> nice, Rick. Oh, nice. I was gonna say rickshaw, but you had the burp as your but I'm ching ching it out, bomb. But um, rickshaw, are you, are, are you something about the Asians? Rimshot. What did I say? You said rickshaw. Oh man, I meant to say rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say rickshaw. I'm like, what? Wait, what is a rickshaw? That's what that, that's what Chinese people pull people in for taxis. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh my god, what a weird slip up. I totally meant rimshot. <laughs> you you have a, you have a girlfriend? No, not right now. No. Yeah, so single so, man. I dated all my twenties. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so and you live here? Yeah. Who do you live here with? Me. Yeah. yeah and man. then how much is rent here? Affordable. <laughs> Let me take a guess. Is it a one or two bedroom? Two. 
So I'd say it's probably Paulie's going to put on his hat. I'd love to hear what you what you think. <sighs> put on your renter's hat. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably about... Take the stair it, stepper and the TV and the basketball trophy out of it, <laughs> out of the equation. Is it rent control? The yes. building? Yeah. So how long have you been here? Almost four years, I want to say. So you had so it's probably about I'd say twenty eight hundred a month. No, less. Yeah. Wow. Good man. Yeah. Shit, twenty three hundred. We're we're doing we're doing like prices right here. Oh my god, eighteen hundred a (laughs) month. You got to fucking steal, bro. I don't know. You got you know what you got to do is you got to Airbnb the other room so you can but only to babes. I don't (laughs) to babes, dude. That's then I'm that creepy guy, dude. Who cares? As long as (laughs) as long as your penis is touching the vagina. Maybe I should let you run it out for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about, I would, how about I would watch this? that reality Let me show. be an executive producer on Polly Shore's Do You Want My Semen? And, and maybe we'll talk. I thought we were going to call it Sun and Raw. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why, that's that's why you're head producer. Deal. <laughs> um, well, awesome, thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, dude. It's uh, been a few years since you've been on. I'm so pumped to have you back. And 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 you still tour like a madman. So I I implore people go see Polly Shore yeah, live. Yeah, man. Yeah, you bring fun. it. Every yeah. time I see you at the store, Crush City. Yeah, we're having fun. Hey, uh, uh, when is this air? Uh, Monday. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. So promote me at the Philly, at the Philly Helium. Helium. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. yeah, go so see Polly Shore that, this weekend. And that's and that's a great club. As a fantastic club, surrounding areas. How great. do you like Philly? Do you go into the city when you do cities like that? Yeah, I'm staying right there. I'm bringing Sandy. Fuck yeah. There yeah, you go. he's fun, fun to go out with. Yeah, he's hilarious. I bring Sandy as much as I can too. But the best is the best is like he always winds up sleep. He he goes to sleep at like he tries. I say to him before you go to sleep, I'm like, dude, go to sleep early so we can wake up, go to Starbucks, go to the gym, go to yeah. the mall. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go enjoy the day. Who has he's, better gym outfits than Sandy Danto? Pretty much. <laughs> Have you seen his workout videos? Yeah, on Instagram, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, with the kid. Yeah. Oh well, well those were with Leo, but the, his workout oh. videos where he's like on a, an elliptical or a treadmill. Yeah. So funny, but he always get he always he he winds up like I couldn't sleep, and then it's like you know I couldn't sleep, you know, and I knock on the door, it's like you know noon, and he's still like what, and then like he doesn't answer, so I have to get the key downstairs. You know what I mean? You bust into his room? I have to. <laughs> I remember one time, and they just give it to you. You just. I guess they're just like, oh, it's Paul, like, you're the man. Yeah, well, he has the key to anybody's room. my name. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm paying go. for it. Yeah, so, all right. I yeah. guess you got to access that's, that I go, room. that's my son in there. That's my son. <laughs> that's my boy. We got to get my my baby. <laughs> but I remember one time, like, I have this doctor that, like, if I need certain pills prescribed, he'll give them to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have, like, if I need a Vicodin or I hurt myself, da, da, da. You know, I've been with him for so many years. Yeah. I was I, I was like having problems sleeping. It was probably about three years ago. And I said to him, I go, I need a you know, a pill, blah 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 that for sleeping. Da, da, da. He gave me some fucking <laughs> dude, he gave me some pill, asked Sandy the name of it. But literally I gave Sandy I it was like in the middle of the day, like let's get some sleep because we just flew the east you know, we're yeah. fucking asleep. Jet lag. I split the pill with him. Sandy and I slept for like twelve hours and we both pissed our bed. <laughs> 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 Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking what a gr- that's a real story. Yeah, dude. Oh, Ask him. I gotta talk about. I gotta talk to Sandy. Call him right now. For sure. Call him right now. Right now on the air. It's hilarious. Actually, what, should we call him on the air? I didn't stop recording. Can you? Yeah, let's actually call him real quick. That's okay. a great idea. Sandy. Yo, what up? 
Yo, you're on the podcast with Polly and Brad. What's up? Yo. <laughs> Yo, so uh Polly just act like me first. Wait, <laughs> wait, he said tell tell him to act like me first. Yeah. What? He, he said tell him to act like me first. Yeah. Yo, what's up? It's good to be on the pod. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Tell him the story about pissing. Yeah. All right. So, Paulie told us a story where you guys were on the road. He said we were talking about you guys going to Philly, and he said you guys took a a, a sleeping pill, and you took half, and he said you both slept for twelve hours and pissed your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were in New York. <laughs> what do you? What we pill? Shared, we ask him what pill it was. Room, which is rare. We do it once. You showed we both took this. It wasn't even a sleeping pill. It was like it was like horse drink. It was like a mood stabilizer or something <laughs> for, for crazy people. Paul, like, okay, I'll try it. By the way, as you were trying to find the name of the pill, Paulie goes, "I think it was a horse tranquilizer." <laughs> <laughs> Tell him how bad. Say it how was, bad it did was you something piss? That, that a friend of mine who was let out of a psych ward was put on. Oh <laughs> shit, Paulie. But it like really helps you sleep. It like obviously they'd rather have you sleeping than like being emotionally unstable. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was it called? Oh. What was it called? He knows. Sandy, the name of the pill. Do you remember? I think it was Seroquel. All right. Uh, th- this podcast is now sponsored by Syroquil. Syroquil, when you just don't want to give any more fucks. Syracuse. Syroquil, when you've got a piss, but you don't want to wake up. <laughs> Sandy, wait. Hey, Polly asked, how hard did you piss? Um, I had one of those dreams, you know, where you're like, oh, I got to take a piss, and you're peeing in your dream. <laughs> and, then, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, wait. Wait. Oh, fuck. And I'm like... I like barely caught it in time. Like I didn't catch it in time, but like, like, you know, like it wasn't. It wasn't worst case scenario. <laughs> I didn't feel terrible for the maids. You know I mean? <laughs> Polly, did you feel terrible for the maids? How much did you piss? I pissed a lot. <laughs> Yo, Polly didn't catch I, it. But, but what's crazy is we looked at our watches and we're like, "Fuck, we slept for like twelve hours, right? Didn't we sleep forever? Did you sleep for twelve hours, Sandy?" He said you slept for like 12 hours. I think it was even more than that. It was like 14 hours. Wow. Did, did you guys miss the show or no? No, we were good. Okay. Well, thanks. Hey, have you done Joey Diaz's podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, ask him that. Have you done Joey Diaz's podcast, Andy? No, I haven't. Polly said he uh, took the Death Star edible three days ago and he's still fucked up. Oh, I bet. I would not. I, I, even if it wasn't an edible... And he offered me food. I'd be afraid to eat it. Can you do as Polly, and then we'll wrap this up, uh, uh, d- explaining your experience on the Death Star? Me? Dude, it's like fucking... There, there, it's under construction. It's like, dude, I'm kind of fucking sleep. I got to take this weird Seroquel pill. <laughs> makes me sleep for too long and pee the bed because they're the fucking... They're doing the construction. I'm out here in deep space, bro. <laughs> I'm on the dark side. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Sandy. I'll call you yeah. back in a little bit. I love you. All right, cool. Love See you. See you, bud. Bye. Well, that was great. Paulie went to the bathroom to actually piss. I think all that talk about <laughs> pissing the bed, he goes, you know what? For old time's sake, I'm going to do it on Adam's bed. Wait, 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 wait. Show. That's the show. Thanks for listening.
for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.